Welcome to the magical world of fitness witchcraft. I'm your host, Emily Flood, and I created fitness witchcraft specifically to help witches and spiritual women to become mentally and physically healthy after trauma. On this podcast, you can expect to hear things from fitness and nutrition to deity work, channeling, quantum healing, spells, collapsing the timelines, and more because you get to become the person who combines their magic with every single aspect of your life. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness with M. We are on episode four of a six-part series called Six Beliefs I Had to Overcome to Get Where I Am Today, Both in Fitness, Goals, Etc., right? So today, we're going to be talking about healing our relationships with food and our bodies, right? Because the truth is, guys, There is always going to be someone who disagrees with what you look like and what you're eating. Always, right? Because everyone has opinions and there's those stupid people out there on social media who want you to believe that you're doing something wrong so that you either buy their program or that you feel some shame or guilt, right? Um, Maybe they want to drag you down to their level, etc. And so especially in regards to body image, right? When I started working out, sure, I was motivated by weight loss, right? I was seeing all these cute little Instagram models, right? You know, Whitney Simmons was my original idol and everything. And like, I wanted to kind of, you know, have that gym girl look. I wanted to slim down, right? And as I started lifting, I, with how I pushed myself in the gym, you guys, I got muscular fairly easily. Maybe I have some good genetics for building muscle, And though I kind of believe that a lot of women just don't really push themselves in the gym. Um, And if if you're not paying attention to nutrition, then you're not going to be building muscle regardless, right? If you're not eating enough protein, if you're not eating enough carbs. But seeing how I built muscle so quickly, it was like I surpassed my idols pretty quickly. I kind of surpassed the level of muscle that like Whitney Simmons had, right? And so then it kind of became like, okay, well, who do I want to look like now? And, you know, then I was like looking at like bodybuilding people, et cetera, et cetera. And then one of the things that, you know, I learned was that I was looking at, I think her name is, her name is Lauren Simpson. And like, she is this jacked bikini world champion. And the first time I saw her Instagram page, I was like, hmm, she's a little bit too muscular for me. Right. And then, then I kept going back to her page and like, I kept seeing her stuff pop up. And then I kind of realized that, she was strong, right? She had this very muscular physique because she was strong and because she lifted. And yet she also still looked very feminine. She still wore dresses. She still did her makeup and everything, right? And that kind of seeing that helped me to shift like, oh, it's not about looking like someone else. It's about feeling comfortable in my own body and choosing what my definition of success is, right? And so when I was able to shift away from trying to look like everyone else uh, or look like a certain person, then I got to go, hmm, what would be best for me? Because when you have figured out what would be best for you and what you would personally enjoy, then everyone else's opinions aren't going to matter, right? I know that uh, on social media, there's been the the thing about heroin chic coming back, right? The waif-like, anorexic, like girls from, I don't know, was it like the early 2000s, right? Um, but I don't care about that. I'm not going to stop working out just because it's suddenly fashionable again to have, to be super stick-like skinny, right? I'm, I say stick-like, I'm, I shouldn't say that, right? Um, but... 
I appreciate my body because of how strong it is, right? I can do really cool things with my body. I can lift weights. I enjoy lifting weights. I do this for me now. I am not working out to get approval for other people. And granted, when I was doing bodybuilding, yes, I was building muscle um, to eventually get judged on stage, right? But that wasn't the whole point of it, right? The whole point of me getting into bodybuilding was that I loved working out and I loved building muscle. And so sure, if I can sculpt my workout programs to meet the definition of bodybuilding criteria, that's okay for me, right? Because I still get to bench press, I still get to deadlift, right? Um, and that helps me so much with my body image because when I can see how strong I am, I'm not going to be bothered that when I put my lifting belt on, I get some like skin rolls, right? Because that's what happens when you wear a lifting belt, right? I'm not going to be bothered. Like, like guys, I have abs, right? Why, why would I be upset if my lower belly isn't quite flat? right? Because we have uteruses as women, right? Um, Why would I be upset if like when I'm relaxed, I see my stomach sticking out, right? I have personally reached such a level of fitness to where like I am able to kind of take a step back and like kind of see from like a bird's eye view that, wow, when I was starting on my fitness journey, I really did think that all of these fitness model chicks and everything really just walked around looking picture Instagram perfect all the time. And That has helped me a lot to not pick myself apart so much because even when you are at an elite athlete level or like even if you are an Instagram model or something, people still pick themselves apart because it's human and because that's what society has told us to do, right? So when you are able to come at your fitness journey for yourself and really do this for you instead of trying to look like someone else, you're not going to be bothered by fads, right? Like hip dips and like thigh gaps and everything. I have hip dips. I do not have a thigh gap, right? Hip dips are my bone structure, right? And I have been working out and lifting for six years. I have done bodybuilding competitions on the national stage and I still have hip dips and it's okay, right? It's definitely something I was really self-conscious about when I started lifting, but now I get to go into the gym and just be like, fuck it. This is me. This is my body. And if you don't like it, you can go, you know, metaphorically, you know, off yourself. Right. Um, but that has helped me so much with my fitness journey. Right. So focus on the way that you want to feel in your body, what, how you want to how you want to do things with your body, like lifting. And you don't have to lift. Right. I used to do yoga. I found doing handstands so empowering. Right. And in that same vein, you have to also release those societal expectations and what society says you should and shouldn't eat. Because again, everyone is going to have an opinion on what you eat, right? And the thing is, is that there's no such thing as good food and bad food. Food does not have morality. The chocolate cake that you eat on your birthday does not have devil horns on it right? It's chocolate cake. Your mom probably made it with love, right? And the vegetable does not have a little halo on it, right? Because too many vegetables can lead to awful things with your digestion, especially if you have something like irritable bowel syndrome. Um, And too much, you know, too much vegetables can lead to too much fiber, which leads to constipation, etc. Too much chocolate cake, same thing. We know that, you know, too much sugar isn't good for us either. But food doesn't have morality, right? And 
there's so many societal beliefs on what you should and shouldn't be eating and everything. And what I specifically teach my clients to do is release those good food and bad food mindsets, right? Because so many people come into my programs believing that they have issues with food, right? You might believe that you can't control yourself around Oreos or cookies or sugar, right? You might believe that um, you can't control yourself around food on the weekends, right? You might believe that you can't stick to a nutrition plan. You might believe that fat is bad for you, right? You might believe that carbs are bad for you, right? Um, You might have someone in your life telling you over and over that you shouldn't be eating carbs. Maybe it was your mother, maybe it was your father, right? We have all of these like societal beliefs that have been put on us by our parents and by society. And it is my job as a coach to help my clients deconstruct that, right? Because in order to truly have a successful fitness journey. And my definition of success is, okay, you reach your weight loss goals, you reach your muscle building goals, right? You have created a lifestyle that is sustainable for you. And when I say lifestyle, I mean something that you will stick to long-term, right? So, hey, maybe the gym isn't for you and that is okay. Maybe a sustainable lifestyle for you is going to the gym two days a week. And that is also fine. You do not have to be a bodybuilding competitor, right? The idea is to change your life so that you sustain the health benefits for the rest of your life, right? So creating that sustainability, right? And then getting to a place where you do not have to track your nutrition for the rest of your life, right? Because I track macronutrients with my clients. And the reason why I track macronutrients with my clients is because When you are able to see food as just a combination of protein, carbs, and fats, you lose the morality around food, right? You stop thinking of food as good and bad, right? And you see it just as its base broken down components of protein, carbs, and fats. Oreos aren't bad. Oreos are a mixture of carbs and fats, right? And when you can see that Oreos are just carbs and fats, you can see how it could easily fit into your daily life with you also eating some vegetables and protein, et cetera, right? You can start to see how fun foods can fit into your daily life. And when you can start to do that, that is when you really kind of start to achieve some balance, right? Because suddenly, you know, Oreos aren't the devil anymore, right? And when Oreos lose that power over you, you stop overeating them, right? You stop feeling anxious around them. You stop, you know, Um, on Christmas dinner going insanely overboard and feeling guilty the next day, right? Um, And when you are able to do that, when you have that base nutrition level down after tracking macros for a while, when you kind of get an understanding like of the foods that you would need to eat in order to sustain a healthy fitness journey, then you can start to release the need to, to track because tracking macros is like training wheels for our nutrition, right? The training wheels that we never got in school with nutrition. And when you're able to let go of that good food, bad food mindset, and you're able to see food as those broken down components, like I was saying, it becomes easier to release tracking, right? And you can always go back to tracking if you have a specific goal, right? But that is what makes a fitness journey sustainable. When you are truly able to understand that foods aren't good and bad, when you are truly able to trust yourself because you will see things on social media throughout and after your fitness journey, right? That say like, don't eat this. You should eat this. This food is bad, right? It will probably trigger 
old food beliefs. It will probably trigger old body beliefs that you have, right? But you have to create that safety within yourself, that safety of you are on your fitness journey for you. You are creating a body that you are proud of. You are creating a body that does cool things, a body that is more than just an object to be looked at, right? Your body is something that does shit. Your body does have lifts heavy weights. Your body might do handstands, right? Your body might run marathons, right? But in order to release that diet culture, societal, like skinny body image pressure, you have to stop objectifying yourself first, right? Because society objectifies women. They tell us that our worth is based on what we look like, right? I mean, this is with men as well too, um, but especially with women, especially after after having children, right? I see so many social media posts out there targeting women who have had children, targeting lower belly fat. That honestly disgusts me, right? Like how dare you criticize the most vulnerable part of a woman's body after they have just had a baby? And that is how certain fitness coaches get you, right? They prey upon your insecurities, right? And that is something that I have vowed not to do again ever, right? That's never really been something that I have done, right? But now I'm like, oh, I am not going to do that, right? I am here to help people, to help women and non-binary individuals reach their fitness goals from a place of desire, from a place of wanting to improve your life, from a place of wanting to have a healthier relationship with food, from a place of wanting to love your body for what it does, not just what it looks like right? Yes, I will help you to lose weight. Yes, I will help you to build muscle, right? But through that process, you are going to discover how much you enjoy feeling strong, how much you enjoy the way that your body moves, the way that your body feels when you are eating these certain foods, right? How much you love being able to eat desserts again in moderation, right? I operate my programs from that place of desire, right? I'm not going to shame you for the way that your body looks, especially because we have uteruses, so our lower bellies are never really going to be flat, right? I'm never going to shame you for what you eat, even if you overeat, even if you have a binge, right? I'm never going to shame you because all of these things are actually coping mechanisms, right? They're coping mechanisms from growing up in a society that has told us that we need to look a certain way for years, right? And so then when you eat a piece of chocolate cake, that shame comes crashing down. That, oh no, I'm, I'm not being good. Or that, oh no, like I'm doing something wrong because that is what society and culture has told us, right? But in order to have a successful fitness journey, you have to release that shame. Heck, in order to reach any goal, you have to release that shame, that fear of not being good enough in order to put yourself out there in order to stand in your own power. And standing in your own power especially is what will help you to love your body, right? That is what will help you to have a solid trusting relationship with food and your body as well. Because so many women come into their fitness journeys believing that their body is the enemy, right? You just need to control your body. You need to make it shrink. You need to make it do what you want because you don't like it. But through a fitness journey that will last, you have to learn how to trust your body and see it as an ally again, 
when you are able to release stress, when you are able to release shame and guilt over what you're eating and over what you look like, your body will respond so much better. Just think about it. When you come from a place of love, things just work better. Whether that's a relationship, whether that's, you know, a job, whether that's, you know, raising a child. If you raise a child from a place of self-hate, gosh, can you imagine? So stop doing that to yourself. Stop coming at your fitness journey from a place of self-hate. And I'll say here, my fitness journey, it started from a place of self-hate. It did, right? And I had a little bit of rebounding here and there, right? I was able to build a lot of muscle during those periods of time, right? But it led to a lot of shame and guilt spirals. It led to a lot of tears. It led to a lot of um, self-deprecating, like like confidence-crashing behaviors that it took me a very long time to get where I am now, where I can, again, walk into the gym, put on a lifting belt and not care that my stomach might pop out or like, you know, there might be skin folds, et cetera. Maybe there's a little bit of back fat, you know, hanging out over my sports bra, but I'm still jacked. (laughs) I still love my body. I still have freaking abs, but those things are still there because we are humans with bodies, right? And When you are able to, again, appreciate what your body does for you instead of objectifying it, things start to fall into place a lot easier, right? So once you are able to do this, you know, then you need some sort of workout plan. You need some sort of nutrition plan. A lot of people enjoy accountability on that aspect. And then it is really important that when you have reached your weight loss goals, please remember that it is really important that you start to add back food in. You go through a reverse dieting process. You start to eat a normal amount of food again because 1,200 calories, you guys, is the amount of food that a toddler needs, right? Most women should be able to sustain their body weight at or above the 2,000 calorie range, right? And so I also help women to slowly raise their food back up. And there's a lot of fears and societal, you know, shame and guilt around eating more food, right? So that is, again, what I help women with, right? I am doing a mini 12-day fitness mindset challenge called the 12 Days of Gainsmiths, by the way. It starts December 12th. And the whole point of this challenge is so many of us between the period of Thanksgiving and Christmas, we just kind of say fuck it with our goals, right? We start to feel bad in our bodies. There's seasonal depression going on. We're just kind of waiting around for the holidays to be over so that we can start our fitness journey again on January 1st, right? So the goal with this mini 12-day program is to help you build self-confidence without necessarily needing to be super strict on your nutrition, right? So every single morning over the 12 days of Gainsmiths, you're going to get a morning voice message from me, right? It's going to be really motivational, and there's going to be a little prompt for you to do, right? You're going to share it in the group, and it's going to be the 12 qualities, especially mindset-wise, that you need in order to be successful on a fitness journey. So how good are you going to feel at the end of each day knowing that you are learning and starting to embody each of the 12 qualities that you need to kick off a successful fitness journey starting January 1st, right? How good are you going to feel when January 1st rolls around knowing that you did all of this to set yourself up for mindset success? 
right? And there will be a small daily movement prompt as well, but you will not need a gym. You do not need to track your nutrition at all because we all have Christmas cookies to eat. And I'm sure a lot of us are traveling as well. So it is designed to take no more than 30 minutes a day. I'll go ahead and put the link in the show note below, but I would absolutely love to have you guys there. It's only $27. And for anyone who completes all 12 days, you'll get a free 30 minute coaching call with me, right? How would, how valuable would a 30 minute coaching call with me be to start your fitness journey off with success, right? What questions would you like to ask me, right? What would you like me to go over with you, right? You can get all of that for $27 and a little bit of work on your part, right? All right, guys, go ahead and get out there. Remember how strong, how powerful you are. Go do some strong girl shit. And I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Witchy Wellness with M. I'm on a mission to change the game with health and fitness coaching through adding in all of this mindset work you hear on the podcast. So if you love the show, please help me out by leaving a review. Remember, mindset alone won't get you to your goals, but when you combine it with action and strategy, you're limitless.